8-Bit Shit Show. Welcome to that 8-Bit Shit Show. I'm Adam, I'm here with Tom. Hey buddy. How are things? I'm knocked off with all our little technical issues we were just having. We've just spent the last 15 minutes fucking around. Yeah, I know. It's, uh... But it's all good. I, I think I've upset Ken as well because he was uh, preparing a Google document for one of our podcasts. And as he was editing it, I was busy writing boobs in massive writing everywhere. <laughs> it doesn't sound <laughs> like you at all. Ken, Ken, Ken's a professional. He's a journalist. I'm just the art guy who, who, who just shits on everyone else's hard work, basically. <laughs> so... Yeah, but it's all good. It's all good. That sounds about so. Apart right. from that, yeah, apart from like everything falling apart and boobs everywhere, normal day really. You've been busy, man. You've been busy with your uh, your artwork for the pods, and they're looking. Yeah, yeah we got some. Um, yeah, some. Well, obviously, by the time this goes out, it's all out, so a bit out of sync. But yeah, I've been doing a bit of bit of stuff for the site, so it's good times. Yeah, man. Um, so before we crack on and get into. Uh, what we're going to be talking about today. What beer are you drinking tonight? Oh, man. So, I have another Brewdog beer. Okay. I actually, it's like, this is my second beer of the night. I had oh, a beer before we started that was nice. called... What was it called? A Fuzzy Recall. Oh, cool. Nice. I like the name. And it was, a, it was like a London IPA, but it was like one of them super fruity things that doesn't taste anything like beer. And the weird-ass thing is when you open it, like the whole top of the can opens. Oh, I've had so those like before. A, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Like weird so, no, I've, got, I've got a, a brutal one here that I've never heard of, Stroke Tried. And it is called, can you see the can here? It's, it's like petrol blue. Oh, yeah. Effect. Nice. It's called an OG Hazy. Yeah, that must be quite um, so this is a New England IPA. What the fuck's a New England IPA? I don't know what the difference is, if I'm honest. It's got some like pretentious quotes on it. Embra- embrace the opaque. Mm. But this is a big can. It's 440 mils of finest 7.2% beer. Very nice. <laughs> so you're going to start slurring halfway through. Yeah, sexy times. So uh, we're going to... Hold on. Oh, oh there it is again. <laughs> crisp i live for this shit i've got a uh, i've got an earth station brew this evening they're a belgian brewery so i subscribe to one of those online ipa delivery services <laughs> i have a story about that um okay is that one for the pod or one for another time <laughs> yeah no no we'll, we'll get on to it in a minute okay cool yeah, this brew is quite a, i don't know much about it really but um i'm gonna crack it open and see what it's all about so oh the brew is good it's like a really this, strong punk IPA. This is basically punk IPA. So yeah, they, they all are, though, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, these, these beer subscriptions, I did a beer fifty-two. You always see them pop up, right? And they're like, oh, a free case for five quid. We we just pay the delivery yeah, and you get yeah. like I don't know, eight beers, or whatever. So I was like, yeah, I can do that. And then I'm going to cancel. So I, so I set it up and I ordered it, and the case comes, and then I got online to cancel. And you can't cancel online; you have to phone them. Uh, yeah. I'm like fucking here we here we go. So I was like 25 minutes waiting to get through, and the lengths that this guy went to to stop me cancelling was like not like nothing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, he actually told me at one point that um, they were going to make it illegal to go to the shop to buy beer because of coronavirus. It was like at the start <laughs> of the outbreak, and so I started just like lying, and I was like, oh, I've lost my job. <laughs> And he was like, oh, yeah, well, we can put you on a like a payment holiday. And I was like, I've, I've only had the free case. Like, I, I don't want to start negotiating payment holidays. 
And then eventually when he agreed to let me cancel, he was like, oh, it, it's it's a real shame. Uh, you you know, I see you as a friend and I'm sorry to see you do this to yourself. He <laughs> 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 must have been on the so phone my, fucking ages. My, my other mate, who's like this Russian dude I know, I told him, I was like, oh, he'd done the same thing. He ordered it at the same time as me. And I was like, oh, you're going to have like a rough time cancelling. So he went into like full foreigner mode and he just put on like the thickest Russian accent he could. <laughs> and the guy was just like, yeah, no problem. We'll cancel it. Do you know, I think I've signed up to the same fucking one. <laughs> I'm not going to name them, but I'm not looking forward to cancelling that then. 52? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so is that, is that what you did? You went for the free case? Yeah. I mean, I'm three boxes in now, though, because I can't be asked to ring them. So. Yeah, that's exactly what they want, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So now you're paying 25 quid a month for eight small bottles of beer. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, good luck we... with that. <laughs> should we crack on with what we're going to talk about today? Crack um, on. So, uh, yeah, this uh, episode is all about... Uh, beer. Well, so far, yeah. But <laughs> Right, this episode is going to be all about the um, video games based on the film Aladdin. Hell yeah, it is. So, um, this last week we've been uh, playing several different versions of uh, yeah, inadvertently and like unexpected because none of neither of us knew that it wasn't just ports of the Mega Drive version. So we ended up playing like three versions through to completion, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, I had a blast playing all three. Actually, I've uh, I've enjoyed them all in different ways. Um, so I guess what we'll do is is go through. Um, each version separately. Um, Which order do you want to do it in? Like the order of release? Yeah, okay, let's do it that way. Yeah, why not? Well, the Mega Drive Super Nintendo version came out pretty much back-to-back. Yeah, it was... Okay, well, let's go with the Mega Drive. And then there was a Master System version. I think the interesting thing about this, as a bit of backstory, is that with a lot of the games that are third-party games on multiple 16-bit systems, you'll get essentially ports with minor changes. You look at Mortal Kombat 2 was a classic where it was like, oh, it's the same game, but they they took the blood out for the Super Nintendo version or whatever. Whereas it turns out that the the Aladdin games are completely different and even developed by different companies. Um, and they're all essentially system exclusives. Well, they were. They, they've Each um, version of the, the three versions of the game have all since been ported to different, to different um, systems. Uh, downgraded rather than ported. Now, yeah. the one thing that you, you do see sometimes is that when you have an 8-bit version of a game, if if you've got a good company, they will make a separate game rather than just a, download, a downgrade. Mm. So Sonic the Hedgehog did that, for example. The Master System games were actually uh, the standalone 8-bit games, even though the Mega Drive was already out. And vastly different as well. So Yeah, like weird like puzzle platforms, some of them. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we've got three versions here, and there's there's nothing extraordinary about the development of these. Uh, but you know, they they tie into the movies in different the movie in different ways. They play in fairly different ways. But then there's also considering they were developed independently, there's some like real striking similarities between them. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so let's jump in and talk about the um, the Mega Drive version first, then. Um, okay, so this one, yeah, the develop. This is the Virgin Games version, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, released November ninety three. When was the movie out? Can you dig that up? It was ninety. I 
think it was 92. I'll it was 93. No, it was 93 as well. I just don't know whether the, it was like bang on the same time. Um, I mean, Aladdin's one of the great Disney movies as well. It's like one of the masterpieces, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's one of the most complete Disney films that they've ever made, isn't it? It's so well received. It's one of the ones where the, the prince, who Aladdin's essentially playing the prince, isn't a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, that's very true, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's quite uh, genuine and down to earth. Um, the release. Well, he's like a normal dude. He's de- desperately trying to fuck the princess. Like. <laughs> desperately. Um, the release date was November ninety two. was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So whole year before the uh, before the the first game came out. Odd. Okay, so this was developed by Virgin Games, released on the Genesis in November nineteen ninety three in the Mega Drive. Now. I've got, um, in my notes, that development started in January 1993. I've also heard other people say, oh, this had to be done in three months to get it out in time for the movie, which doesn't sound accurate anyway. Um, uh, And that's why it used the same engine as the Jungle Book game. Uh, But essentially, this this would go on to eventually become the third best-selling Genesis game in North America, which is is crazy, because that means... um, you know, it's beat Sonic Three, if nothing else. To have that third-party game is is one of the best sellers. Um, uh, and one of the things that makes the Mega Drive games stand out over the, the others is rather than sprite-based animation, they actually employed a bunch of the Disney artists to hand animate, making it the first game ever to use hand-drawn animation. Yeah. Um, which is really cool, and that I mean that permeates the whole experience. Is that this looks like a Disney movie? Yeah, this game looks absolutely beautiful. You got to say that's one of the first things you notice about it. Yeah, the the fluid animation. I don't know how many frames per like per each animation cycle there are, but it just seems a lot more fluid than um you know than the, the sprite based versions. Yeah. Um. But yeah, then they shipped off all the animation to Virgin's California facility and digitized it there. So the lead designer and this this also rings was David Perry, who did Earthworm Jim and Cool Spot. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 And I, I I get that from it as well. Mm. Yeah, you can definitely, definitely see that. Parries. Yeah, the way Earthworm Jim walks is actually kind of similar to Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, it is. He's got yeah, that yeah. like he's got that like strut, isn't he? Um. So this one went on to be ported to the Amiga and the DOS. Um, Amiga and DOS, the the DOS. <laughs> <laughs> How are um, those versions? Do you know? Better. Uh, the same version, but with enhanced sound. Okay. Then they did NES and Game Boy versions. So quite funny that the NES and the Game Boy versions were actually based on the Mega Drive release, not on the Super Nintendo release. Uh, okay. Okay. Odd, but whatever. Yeah. You know, Virgin weren't tied to Sega. It's not. No, it wasn't it's really a, a done deal. Um, they did plan to use a sequel, which would have had pre-rendered 3D sprites, which is what they did in Donkey Kong Country, but this would have been a whole year before that, which really would have stole some thunder from yeah. Rare and the team because, you know, when Donkey Kong Country came out, it blew people away, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, massively, yeah. So that that's kind of it. That's the story of how it came to be. Um, as I said, not, you know, nothing crazy there, but that use of pulling Disney in to do the animation was just such a... Yeah. A wise, probably very costly, but wise decision to make. A genius move. This game benefited incrementally from it. It's it just, you know, a beautiful looking game because of that. Um, 
It's interesting you say it was one of the highest selling games on the platform because um, I think I read somewhere that they sold it as a uh, as part of the the box deals with the Mega Drive Two. Well, they, so in yeah in the UK and the Europe at least there was an Aladdin Mega Drive Two bundle. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Mega Drive Two came out with several bundles. There was a Lion King one that was very popular. There was a Sonic Hedgehog Two one that was very popular. Uh, the Aladdin one now, as a collector, is one of the more expensive okay. um, box sets to get. So, yeah, as a pack-in, it would have um, gained some traction. But what you've also got to remember is by the time the Mega Drive 2 was onto its third, third or fourth box-in version, people had that system. Yeah, true, true. So it's like, even more it, impressive. Th- there must have been a lot of boxed copies on And I don't know if... It was a bundle in North America, which is where the um, sales figures come from for that. Okay, okay. Even more impressive if that's the case then. Um, so, yeah, because uh, that's the thing. is, it's Like the bundle games, you look at uh, packing games and they're always like, oh, it's the best-selling game, like Wii Sports. Yeah, yeah, by like, default. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah, it's like 100 million copies of Wii Sports in the world or whatever. Yeah, because people like... had to have them. Um, so that's some interesting points on the background of this one. Um, so, should we talk about the gameplay then, and how this game actually plays, and what, and you know how we found it? Um, yeah. So the game mainly involves um, th- this one. You're you play Aladdin, obviously, um, and you run through the levels. Essentially, you can kill enemies with basic sword play. Um, you've got a scimitar, you can do some basic platforming, jumping across ledges, climbing various obstacles, and you can also pick up and throw apples. I believe you can collect up to sort of 99. Um, so there's various uh, ways of traversing the levels and uh, engaging your enemies. So there's quite a lot of variations of the gameplay on this. Yeah, it's quite a basic platforming move. So although some of the, any of the three versions, the platforming in this is the most complex because it has more moving platforms. It has lots of different types of things you could jump on. The actual move set that you have is limited to just a jump yeah. and climbing ropes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so your, your goal on this is to um, sort of make your way through the various levels that are based on the on the film's uh, locations. Um and I mean, how, how do you want to go through this, Tom? Do you want to talk about the, the levels individually? Yeah, so let's run through our impressions for each of the games and then let's talk about which we think is the best. Um, we don't want to go too deep into every level, but like the, the base principle here is that you're going to go through and you're going to see this again and again on all of them. You're going to start in Agrabah Market. Aladdin then gets arrested um, under the order of Jafar. He ends up in the dungeons where Jafar tricks him to going into the Cave of Wonders. You get into the Cave of Wonders, shit gets freaky, you've got to escape. You come back, you go to the Sultan's Palace, and then you've got to go and kill Jafar, who turns into a snake. Yeah, yeah, that's the basic and, on each of them. Yeah. yeah, and that's the same on all the three games, with the exception of the Super Nintendo version, where you seem, you randomly go to a pyramid. <laughs> yeah, what was that about? For, yeah, for no, because for no, that didn't happen. No, and not sure why they Newsflash, play. Aladdin is not set in Cairo. <laughs> well, it was for one bit, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> the Pyramids of Giza make an appearance. Um, but uh, there's a few... Uh, 
Well, in terms of the gameplay, you talk about the gameplay. I think it's so fluid on the Mega Drive version. The animation yeah. um, and sword play is just actually really good. You've got this like, sweeping arc when you attack with your sword that, that just connects really well with the enemies. Um, one of the things I wanted to shout out on all these levels, obviously, so the not only is the um, animation of the characters hand-drawn, all the backgrounds are hand-drawn as well. So this is okay. is really one of the best-looking games on the Mega Drive yeah. altogether. Yeah, I agree with um, that. The music is absolutely incredible in this game. It's amazing how they managed to uh, <laughs> so faithfully get the uh, the sounds from the film, isn't it? Like the, the yeah, and loop them so that they continuously play, and um, it's got that Disney sense of humor. You know, the there'll be hot coals on the floor in the Agrabah market level, and if the bad guys walk on it, they like start hopping and shouting. And um, one of the levels I wanted to shout out most on this, there's there's two things I want to talk about levels wise. Yeah, the um, the magic carpet stage. Oh my god, Th- this was one so of those... the level where you have to escape. Um, the Cave of Wonders. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. It's it's one of the fastest levels in any game, and you've you basically got to move up and down to dodge, uh, to dodge boulders. And the genie is giving you tips by a hand appearing, pointing up and down until at the end where they throw a couple of question marks in. And man, you need some reactions to to get past that. It is fast. I have, <laughs> but but the way the the Genesis Mega Drive could handle. All that hand-drawn scenery at those like speeds, with the uh, animated like lava popping up and everything. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's a bit of a technical marvel actually. This game, when you when you think about it. Agreed. Yeah, it's. They pulled some wizardry to to, <laughs> to get this off. There's some some smoke and moves. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about is the final boss. Oh man, yeah, definitely. We because we're going to have to compare these on each of the games. But this is for me out of the three is by far the worst. Um. Of the boss battles, it definitely. Uh, where you, you fight Jafar and he stands in the middle of the room and initially he just kind of pulls you in with a tractor beam, and then he turns into a snake. Now, do you remember how fucking huge the snake is in the movie? Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and in this, the snake is like the size of a dude. It's laughable, really, isn't it? I don't know what they were and doing. And he, he breathes fire along the floor in a sequence, and you have to jump over it and throw apples at the if... boss until he dies. I mean, they had the Disney animators in. I don't know, understand how they got that to be the you know how how do they get there you know with that and it was something i think the super nes version did the best for me oh yeah yeah um i know you liked what they did on the master system version i did but i did but yeah overall the the mega drive one it's it's quite a hard game it's um but it's it's challenging without being frustrating it's uh it's it's what hour and a half maximum i'd say so yeah um, you know, if you're using some save states. Yeah, I think if I hadn't had those for that uh, magic carpet level, it might have been longer. Um, but yeah, there's some good variations in the enemies as well. There's, you know, I, they are quite repetitive in terms of you'll see the same ones. Uh, but you've got like the knife throwers and you've got the snake charmers. And exactly, yeah. I, all those I, different dudes that like just really add to that, that whole vibe. Yeah, and I think they keep in line with the film really well um as you say they get that whole disney feeling going throughout the game uh with the comedy uh, you know with the music it's it's nigh on a perfect uh film to game port i think it's it's one, yeah, it's of, one of one of the best one of the best licensed games and one of the best games on the mega drive so super nintendo yes 
let's move on. And, and as we go through these, there's, there's less information about the development that we could dig out, but this is a Capcom-developed game. Now, the, the interesting thing here is that this was designed by Shinji Mikami. Uh, Shinji Mikami of, well, most well-known for Resident Evil. Yes. And uh, so there's some real pedigree to the the design of this. Um, this was only really known as being ported to the GBA eventually. Um, and it sold 1.8 million copies um, to the Genesis's 4 million copies. So okay. didn't even do half as well. Yeah. Uh, and Mikami himself actually said, had he not made the game, he would recommend buying the Genesis version. <laughs> So what, what are the differences here, Ad, with this, you think? Okay, so again, you obviously play as Aladdin, um, but the differences in this game, I mean, first and foremost, the one thing I'd point out is the graphical difference. Um, this Yeah, this is 16-bit sprites. Yeah, um, so it doesn't have that It doesn't have that Disney look, does it, this game? Um, it, no, it, it, it does well. It looks like a Capcom Disney game, like all of them looked. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have the charm. And it doesn't have that special feeling to it. No, quite. Um, so I think that's the, really the the main, most striking difference you notice when you first boot this up. Um, and in terms of how it plays, um, I think this is actually a far more accomplished platform uh, platformer. Um, there's a lot more to it than there is the Mega Drive. Well, they, they, the, the, one of the big things is they take the sword away from you and you jump on enemies' heads. Exactly, yeah. So that ties into the platforming a lot. Yeah, and you, you still have apples to throw at them to stun them, but your main thing on this is avoiding enemies and, and jumping on them when you need to. Um, so so he, uh, Aladdin has a sort of expanded move set here where he can bounce off things. That's the main kind. You can swing on things and, and jump, but yeah. when you land on certain pointy objects or on enemies, you can bounce forward and then connect to the next thing. So I find there's a real flow to the levels of managing to connect the different obstacles and different platforms together definitely with kind of the least time on the ground yeah the the platforming elements of this are very very fluid and they they play really well um as you say they they i think that the design of the levels is is it's very clever isn't it how they've interconnected each platform and as you say you can bound off enemies to get to a higher higher location it's it's very well done yeah, it is, definitely stands up on its own merits, this. And I think whereas the, the Genesis game could be more considered a action platformer, just stroke side-scrolling action game. Yeah. Um, whereas this is a, a, not only a platform game, but it's a fairly unique platform that really has its own charm to it. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, it's, it's got some imag- imaginative uh, levels in there. You know the level design is is very very good, um, and you you do have to have you know quite sharp reflexes to uh, to make some of those jumps that you're doing. So, yeah, I was a big fan of this. It's it's a it's a short game again, and it's it's I found it a lot easier than the Mega Drive version. Yeah, it was it was, but as you say, um, the um the the boss fight in this one is far superior. Um, so let's yeah the the final boss is um. There was one more level I wanted to shout out before, oh, okay. because what this game does is it has it has cutscenes that tell the story of the movie. Yes, and even though it deviates at one point, it does wrap. It's it it's very much based on the movie, whereas the Mega Drive version doesn't have any cutscenes. It just 
the story is told through the levels and you kind of have to know what the movie's about. And one of the levels that I was really impressed by in this, the scene in the um, film where Aladdin wishes to become a prince and he takes Jasmine on the carpet ride and you obviously get the song A Whole New World. Yeah. Um, which I'm going to sing for you now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, 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 you like shit your pants for a minute. Though. I did. I, did. I was like, oh God, it's, it's, this is new. This is a new area of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be over before it starts. And they, yeah, they, they basically put a bonus level in where there's no enemies, but you can collect gems. And the this level, you're flying through the sky and there's uh, the different layers of clouds that scroll at different speeds and then if you actually dip down to the rooftops of the city you'll be flying and some are in front of you and some are behind and i just thought that was a really cool touch to put this change of pace in the middle of the game where there's a level with no enemies that just tells that part of the story with and it it just felt like that the pacing was right for that moment yeah whereas the mega drive version is very much like this is just an action game that has the characters and settings from aladdin this was saying, no, we're capturing the pacing and the story, mm. but we're also going to come up with our own creative way of platforming. Yeah, hard to argue with that. That's that's a really good uh, assessment, actually. Um, but we... the last boss, as you said. Yeah, the last boss on this um, is much, much better than the Mega Drive version. They actually got the size... Well, the snake a level. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So you, you're basically you're on the snake's body and it's uh it's basically the snake is moving up and down there's fire underneath you he's like gyrating like elvis isn't he <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> i guess <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't have made that comparison but yeah i guess he is um <laughs> there you go man this is when i'm sitting giggling to myself playing these old games we're breaking ground i'm like oh uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't so much, but now I will be. Um, so yeah, the, the, the final boss, it's, it's not that challenging, is it? Um, but it's its a lot more engaging in terms of you're not just uh, fighting a little... Uh, yeah. It's more intimidating. It is. Yeah, it is. They, they've got that. Like his big, down. giant, fuck-off snake, and you're like walking up his body. and But then ultimately, like it still comes down to the fact that you have to jump on his head eight times to kill him or whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of technique to it, but... Um, it's it's not difficult. Yeah, no, it's cool, and I like the fact that between hits, the body will will dip down mm. into the fire, and you have to time your jumps to make sure that you land yeah, when yeah. The, the snake comes back up. And so there's like a, a bit of platforming going on with the boss fight, and yeah, it was really well designed that the, the snake became the level. Yeah, definitely. And that's what I, that's cool. what I expected to see from all of these games, actually. Yeah, I mean, is how that... are they going to do that kind of cool final boss? Yeah, I mean, it's iconic, isn't it, from the film? So, you know, it should have been like that and across all three. Um, One thing I did want to shout out across these these two versions before we do move on. um, What did you think of the the between levels uh, little sort of, uh, well, gambling section, I guess you could call it. I thought it was uh, was quite nice. gambling to the kids. I thought it was quite cool. Uh, Actually, yeah, so the, the Super Nintendo version has a roulette wheel. Yep. you spin yeah and the mega drive version has a slot machine yes a what machine um <laughs> you heard me <laughs> what i want to know is how these games were developed independently and both came to that solution i was thinking the same thing i thought 
surely there's got to be some cross development going on here, but there wouldn't have been, would there? It's weird, isn't it? That like yeah. there's a casino game between each level on both versions that were independently developed. Yeah. That's what I wanted to call out. It just seemed like a very strange coincidence that they'd both done that. Yeah, some weird... Voodoo shit. I don't know. Maybe there was like a design document that went out Maybe to yeah. both of them. I don't know. Because it was obviously licensed by Disney, both of these games. Mm. But um, I'd love to know how the similarities are that. And if you look at the Agrabah market levels, they're almost identical in their look. Yeah, they are. Now, I know yeah. the film gives that. But what about the bonus levels? Because I like the Abu bonus levels on the first yeah, one. Yeah, they're cool, actually. The yeah. yeah. They dodge the pot. The sky. I was kind of crap at them, but <laughs> that doesn't take anything away from them being. So what I did, because I was using save states, I was always terrible at them as a kid. So because I had the save states this time, I decided to just keep reloading until I actually beat the bonus level. Oh, you can actually beat and the you, bonus level. Yeah, you okay. can actually beat the Abu bonus level. Ah, okay. Nice. Nice. So that's cool. Um, yeah, no, that's it for the 16-bit ones. Yeah. So let's move on and talk about the um, the Mega Drive version. Uh, Mega Drive, Master System version. So, and I want to give a little caveat here straight away that this is up against some stiff competition. Yeah, massively. It's almost unfair. Um, because if you could um, isolate this from the comparison of the other two, I think it would fare much better than it's going to probably in, in the criticisms we're going to give it. Yeah. But this is the 8-bit version. Um, this was developed by Sims. Okay. Now, do you know who Sims are? I actually haven't noted. I don't really know these guys. No, I'm not really that au fait with them, to be honest with you. Okay. I thought this Sims, was a game. The problem is, is if you type Sims game developer... Um, yep. it gives you the developer of The Sims. Yeah, that's not going to be helpful. <laughs> so what did you find out? Sims Co. Limited. Here we go. Now I've got it here. Um, yeah, so they were founded in 1991, so right before this, uh, in Japan. Yeah. don't recognise any of those. About 32 employees. They... Does it say that they're bust? Are they still going? No, they're still going. Or they were, anyway. The games, last game's Nintendo 3DS, Beyblade Evolution. Um, they okay. do a few fishing games. Um, Dreamcast games, Master System. They did Aladdin, Masters of Combat, Ninja Gaiden port to the Master System. Oh, right. Masters of Darkness. Um, on the Mega Drive, they did Outrun 2019. Uh Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on the Game Gear, Aladdin Game Gear port, which is the Master System version. Um, more fishing on the Wii. Lots of fishing games. Yeah, found their niche. Um, on the Wii, where there's a game called Darby Dog. <laughs> nice. A hell of a lot of fishing games. These guys have done like over 10, 10, 15 fishing games. Okay. Which is why I've not heard of them, because I won't fucking play a fishing game for. No, yeah, exactly. So, developed by Sims, this was released a few months later in February of 1994. Yep. On, it was released worldwide on the Game Gear, and the Master System release only came to Europe. Ah, I did it. Now, obviously, the Master System was huge in Europe compared to North yeah. America. Yeah. I mean, you look at countries like Brazil now, where it's still like a popular system. <laughs> 
because the import taxes on games consoles, I think, are so high that right. very few people are buying newer systems. Okay. Um, so Disney gave Sega the license to this to develop it alongside the 16-bit version. They were a little bit dubious about having an 8-bit version because of the limitations, but because of the Master System versions of Castle of Illusion and Quackshot, Sega kind of proved that they could pull off a decent decent ham on this. Um, so that's a, yeah, a little bit of a, a, enough history on the development, but but um, do you want to give us the, the hit up on what you think of the gameplay and everything on this? Because it's, again, really different. Yeah, hugely different. So I went into this um, expecting another straightforward platformer game, and I was quite surprised to be running through the first few levels like a side-scrolling runner. Um, yeah, like an auto runner. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So I was like a mobile game or something. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, the first few levels, you're you're essentially running away from a, a couple of guards um, right through the first through the market, um, I believe through the desert. Um, and yeah, that that did surprise me a little. And you basically you can jump over barrels and avoid obstacles. It's it's quite pretty simplistic. Um, and then it goes from that to being a more standard, straightforward platformer for most of the rest of the game. Um, this game looks pretty good, I think. I think it looks very good for an eight bit. Yeah, S- sprite based game. Like it's got punchy colours, it's pretty vibrant. Yeah. Um, they managed to work in a lot of variety. It's the only game where they change the costumes of the characters depending to, to time with the movie settings. Yeah, they did a lot with it, considering the limitations, and yeah, it, it does look very Disney. You know, you've got to give it its credit. None of the sprites have a face. Did you notice that? <laughs> like Aladdin know. has no face. Okay. I didn't actually notice that when I was playing. I was too engrossed in the gameplay. Um, but basically, this, there, there are a lot more limitations in what you can do in this. So you don't have oh, any... There's, there's some new moves. You have to slide. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. You, you can slide underneath. Uh, and you can run. It's the only game you can run in. True. The double tap on the D-pad and you can you can run away from the guards, which is quite an essential part of the uh, of the gameplay as well. So um, whilst you, you don't have a, a scimitar, you don't have projectiles, and uh, apart from in one point in the game where you need them to get through the level, um, mm-hmm. it's it's a largely this is you're running away and you're, you're climbing stuff, getting out of the way. And, and you go through a similar set of levels again here, but what they actually add in is a little bit of environmental puzzling. They do. Where you're yeah. going to have to activate switches to open doors, and that might mean going onto another screen to gather an item and go back and open the door. And it was quite nice that the uh, the 8-bit system actually remembers what doors you've opened. I really like this level. This is in the palace. I'm looking at, I'm looking at, fa- I'm looking at Faxanadu on not remembering what fucking doors I'd opened. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. It was... <laughs> Let's not go back there. But... um. Yeah, this uh, this was a this was my favourite level of the game in the palace. You've got a lot to you, you still have to go up and down and and basically go back on yourself to find the various um, you know uh, puzzle elements. I, I didn't finish the game actually. Didn't you? Okay. No, so I played. I, I found it a bit annoying. Okay. I, I find it quite slow, um, and I was just playing it tonight, and uh, it was really sunny outside. Okay. Fair enough. And I was like, you know, I can just. I played. I got about halfway through, and I was like, I'm just going to watch the rest on YouTube. I've got the feel for it. I've got. I, I know enough to talk. Yeah. With confidence about these three, I finished the other two, and I wanted to go and sit in the garden, so I just decided to do that instead <laughs> and have a beer. Uh, that's fair enough, man. Yeah, it's legit excuse. What I found is that this took some real inspiration from Prince of Persia. Yeah, it absolutely has. 
yeah. The the way you jump, that you kind of you can stop on a ledge and you can take this big leap forward, and then also the way that you can crouch and press jump, and you'll like take a, a cautious step, and you've got these spike traps that are very Prince of Persia that pop up, mm-hmm. and you can like ease your way through them. Yeah. I mean, when I say took inspiration from it, just that is just Prince of Persia. That's that's <laughs> yeah. from Prince of Persia. There's no, there's no other game that did that before. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the animation of the way the character runs, the animation of the way the character jumps is 100% Prince of Persia's animation. It's yeah. not nicked it, but it's very much that animation. It's those. It looks like that game. Well, they picked a good game to take inspiration from. Yeah, yeah fucking brilliant game. <laughs> but it also does mean that by the time that your more fluid platformers were coming around. Yeah. Um, this feels a little sluggish. It does. Yeah, you, you can't deny that it, compared to the other two versions, um, which we said. But it's probably one of the most interesting versions. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of different areas and different um, aspects to the game. Um, as I said, the running levels, the more platformy levels, the puzzles. Um, and the boss. The boss on this game is really good. Um, obviously, you didn't go around to playing it, but you saw it on the on the playthrough yeah i'm gonna finish it off i'm I, i'm not done with this i want to jump back in and finish off the, the couple of levels i haven't done because i want to write the review for the website and i think to, to write the review up i want to i want to get that in my belt and you know it's ticked off then isn't it it's another one i've done and yeah definitely definitely um i mean the, the i think the snake uh on this actually looks the best out of the three i think the the design on it they it's quite menacing it's really well done um it may not play the best, but it certainly looks the best in my opinion. So they did a lot with, with what they had on this. And I, I was quite impressed with it, considering. I'm, I'm reading your notes here. And you said that overall your first impressions were that the game was a bit... I'm going to quote... Naff. <laughs> Man, that's a fucking Welsh saying, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit naff, that but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I've gone Proper naff. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna cut that out of my my notes from now on so you don't take the piss <laughs> oh, oh, i'm gonna continue to take the piss great but yeah i i did think that i thought because i thought it was going to be a bloody endless runner so i thought this is going to be shit all the way through which, which actually would have been quite interesting for the time oh uh, yeah but i would have i wouldn't have enjoyed it um i'm not a big fan of those types of games generally um and i thought this game deserved <laughs> to not be that. Um, well, also, this game was suffered on the end of running levels because, like I said, with the Prince of Persia star jumping, there is a delay yeah. to your jump. Yeah. Whereas with a, not an end of runner, but with an automatic runner, mm. you need instant oh, yeah, you reactions. Do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you don't have that on this. So that's that's one of the reasons I called it NAF. NAF, so. NAF, but. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean... <laughs> I guess that kind of um, that wraps up uh, that version. There's not much more we can say about it. Um, Wait, well, th- thank you, Bloodwen. <laughs> for fuck's sake! Oh dear. Um, have you got any final thoughts on that one? Um, no, I thought, like I said, I thought it was a really interesting take. I was hugely impressed with the um, with this being an eight-bit game. Uh, so- yeah, I want to go back and finish it off. Nice one. Um, so I guess what, what I want to do then uh, now is I want to have a roundup of um, all three, and I think we should give each a rating. Okay, but I want to get this out of the way immediately. First of all, I want to reinforce I didn't know two of these games existed. 
Same. I played Aladdin on the Mega Drive as a kid. Well, I finished it when I was a kid, and that took a long time as a kid because you started again every time you played. Yeah. Um, and when we we decided to review this game, um, we we always tried to dip into the different versions to just get a feel for how the ports were. And then quite often we'll be like, we remember the Mega Drive version, but it was actually a port of an arcade game. Which is, and we we try to go back to what that original design was for. Yeah. So when when we looked at Altered Beast, for example, we looked at the Mega Drive version, but we did try to to get our hands on the arcade version, which we couldn't make ourselves aware of that. And as we looked into this and just realized that they were vastly, completely different games independently developed. On one hand, it's meant we've had to beat three games in a week. But on yeah. another hand, it's just been a, a real joy to jump into all three of these and all of them are absolutely worth your time. Yeah, 100%. I back that up. Um, it was, uh, you know, it was really fun getting to grips with all three of these. Um, and I'm, I'm glad we took the time to do it. Um, so let's go to the Mega Drive version first. What mm-hmm. what what rating would you give this, Tom? Nine. That's exactly what I gave it because I think it deserves it. It's absolutely one of the best games on the system. I, I can't think of a ten on Mega Drive at the minute, off the top of my head. On top of my head, but this is up there with the best. But we, 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 this is one of the best games on the system that has a few minor frustrations which hold it back from absolute perfection. But I don't even know why I'm not giving it a ten. But you can't give it a ten unless you feel it. There's one reason I didn't give it a ten. It was just, and it was it's it's the pitfall of the final boss. Um, it's slightly disappointing. Oh, there's a fucking fair enough reason. It doesn't capture that that feeling of triumph at the end. Yeah, that's the only reason I didn't give it a ten. Really. Um, otherwise, this this game's nigh on perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely excellent and plays just as well today. If this game was released today, it would look and play. Well, it has been re-released on Switch now. That's probably the best place to play it. Oh, has it? The Switch, yeah. So Switch has got a Aladdin and Mega Drive combo pack, and the Aladdin game in the Switch combo pack is the Mega Drive version. So it'll be in HD. Blah blah blah. This looks as good as any modern game. It plays as good as any modern game. So it deserved nine for Aladdin on the Mega Drive. Um, so uh, the next version then the uh nintendo version so what did you think of this what rating would you give us this is where i wish i had a 0.5 (laughs) i'm gonna give this a seven again spot on with what i gave it exactly the same but i could have stretched to a 7.5 yeah i was toying between a seven and an eight but i settled on the on the seven hugely fun as a platformer Inventive, beautiful, didn't need to be an Aladdin game. It doesn't capture that Disney charm for me in the same way. Yeah, exactly. doesn't have that magic that the Mega Drive version has. I'm not blown away every time I look at it. I follow the, the Mega Drive version now, and I'm like, fucking hell, this is a good-looking game. Yeah, man. Yeah, it, it, like you said, it doesn't lose anything, um, even after all these years. So, yeah. And the, the Super NES version, nice-looking game. Mm doesn't have that hand-drawn animation that's what elevated it i mean if you take that away this is set of seven is a good game this is a good game oh yeah yeah the mega drive version is a good game that does something unique and special that makes it special yeah exactly yeah it's well worth your time to go and play the nintendo version you know um don't, don't take anything away from it it's a it is a very good game um 
And then finally, the Master System version. Um, almost, as we said earlier, a little bit unfair to compare them, but I think we should give it a rating because we played through it. Um, well, but... I haven't finished it, so I'm going to give you a uh, a rating that I'm not going to hold myself to okay. until I finish it. Okay. But from playing what I've done and watching the rest of it, I will also give this a 7 at the t- current time. Yeah, I was toying between a 6 and a 7 here, but I think my initial 6 up to a 7 after playing through I, I think this, this is exactly where I was at, and then I thought, I'm only looking at a 6 because I'm comparing it to the other two. Yeah, It's not a fair comparison. This is on a system with less power, developed by a smaller team, with quite probably less money. Yeah, no, exactly. I think it would be unfair. Yeah, that was the old system. They weren't going to invest the same money to, to do that. No, quite. And it's, you know... It, it holds up. It's a good game. I enjoyed it. Um, it, it looks great. Yeah, it looks beautiful. One of the better eight-bit-looking eight game, better-looking eight-bit games. Yeah, they've they've done really well to capture that. You know, capture that feel with with the limitations they had. So, um, yeah, solid game again. Seven, um, good score. So all round, these these three games, um, you know, they've all done very well. Um, but obviously, one standout winner uh, amongst the three, and that's the uh, the Mega Drive version. And I really am blown away going back to it. I just wish that last boss, man. Yeah, if they'd nailed that, as you said earlier, this would have been a 10. Can I show you now, just going back to our Mega Drive version, and both games do this, but the Mega Drive version does it so well, is the inside the lamp level. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. it's When you're in that wacky genie world. Yeah, that yeah. happens on the Super NES version as well. It does. Again, these yeah. guys must have been talking to each other. Yeah, but he, he, there's so many similarities there in terms of where they, well, particularly the levels. And that gambling pit, it's, they've got to have been. I need to get in and rewatch a movie and see what was taken from there and what obviously came from a design brief. Yeah, same. I haven't seen that since I was a kid, so I'll get in and rewatch that as well. Nice man. Uh, so that really wraps uh, wraps us up for Aladdin. I uh, really, you know, good fun playing these. I had an excellent time, and I appreciate you, um, yeah, having me on the show to talk about it. No, my pleasure. That's Where are we going to find the show though? Well. As always, yeah, head over to <laughs> happyhourgaming.net and you'll find uh, links to all of our shows, uh, all of your shows. Uh, and you can find our reviews as well, which we'll be posting on there alongside well, these. Well, by the time this goes live, we're going to be running the kind of trifecta of podcasts. Yes. Um, which you'll be able to find all about the show, but we have our current affairs and news podcasts with in-depth topics. We have this, which is our more lighthearted retro gaming bullshit podcast and then our good friend kenny fox is going to be looking into a deep dive into certain movies so we've got a lot to come with our jazz club themed podcast hells yes so yeah a lot a lot of uh, exciting stuff coming up um cool man so uh, yeah thanks again for joining me and uh, i'll see you again next week yeah see you next week buddy thank you take care man